Previously on Failure to Launch, the job is simple. Touch down on Eurocosmos, repair the satellite, and be on your way. What if I have a nut allergy? In the year 2200, there was a decree that, you know, executed all peanut butter allergy people. I'm so oh, sorry. Thank God. They're like the gingers, a dying race. <laughs> <laughs> You're able to look out at the station and see the space lasers slowly rotate out from the sky and begin pointing towards your ship. When their heads whip around, you can see a little bit of the table, and you see pie of human body parts and bones. Ah, Name's Axel, and up until now I thought I was the last survivor on this forsaken station. Whatever we do, you know, we gotta make sure we get that laser offline somehow. Welcome back, ladies and gents, to Failure to Launch, Season 1, Episode 2 of Dark Waters. I am your host, Jonathan Barber, a screenwriter for Hire, by the way. And joining me tonight, we have David Calvert. Hey there. We have Mitch Stockmull. Hey, guys. And Chris Matthews. Hello. Welcome, everyone, to Episode 2. Once again, if you're not quite sure what we're doing here, just watch the first episode. Everything will make a lot more sense. But how are you guys feeling since we last recorded? You guys remember remember where you're at right now? Hmm. Something about bad guys. Something about bad guys, yes. So if I recall correctly, <laughs> you guys were being chased by some alien monsters of some kind. And then this dude named Axel rescued you and heavily implied you should go to the food court. Is that correct? Right. We were on our mission to go turn on the transponder, right? And not go to the food court. And not go to the... <laughs> yeah, I believe we were going to the hospital or something like that. The hospital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Axel's going to turn to you guys and say, dude, I don't want to be weird or anything, but I just get this odd feeling that someone spent a really long time figuring out this food court. And I think we got to, you know, pay our respects. You know what I mean? Does Axel spend a lot of time as a train conductor driving the railroad? <laughs> okay, fine. Axel huffs, folds his arms, and leaves you guys to decide what to do next. <laughs> well, okay, there doesn't seem to a lot to be a lot of intrinsic value in going to the food court, personally. There does seem to be value in going to turn on the transponder. Okay, so Axel said, wait a second, I forgot about this last time we recorded, <laughs> but the game master remembered there's something valuable there. <laughs> um, he said that in order to... How do, how do I want to phrase this to make it sound like I'm not just cheating the game on the second episode already? It would be nice to resupply if they have any food. So I'm all yeah, for Yeah, yeah, Axel's hungry. Th thank you, Chris. Axel's really hungry. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> mm. Food is good. But Axel, you've been here for months. Wouldn't you have already raided the food court? Shut up. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Okay, fine. Let me pull up my item list to see if there's something valuable in there. <laughs> I don't mean to poke holes. We can just go to the food court at this point. I've already altered the laws of physics in the last episode, so let's poke some whole further holes. <laughs> um, okay, I, I've got an excuse. Hang on a second. Yes, here we go. Here it is. Here it is. Okay, so what Axel was saying was, what he forgot to mention last time, was that he thought there might be another survivor. Like, he's seen some boarded up windows when he's gone by the food court, so he thinks there might be someone there that you can rescue. Hmm. All right, Axel, you win this very right. meta argument <laughs> awesome okay so axel goes all business he says great so we're gonna go to the food court but if you take a look outside you can see that it's still kind of swarming with a bunch of those freaks out there we can't just walk across the street and get there safely so we got to figure out another way to get there hmm is there a back way we could go yeah. So the, what I've been doing this entire time, I've been going across the rooftop. They can't really climb that well. They're pretty clumsy. So as long as we stay above them, they can't really reach us. Is there a rooftop access in this building? Yeah, there's some rooftop access. So he points over to what you can guess has been his living quarters for the last couple of weeks. And you see a little makeshift ladder that leads up into the ventilation shaft. I say we go in there. Huzzah. Axel motions and says, after you. I feel like you should go first, just in case. All right, sassy. Um, sorry, that was me, not Axel. Mm. Right, so Axel um, goes up, and he positions himself and climbs up the air duct. You hear a, cup, a bit of clanging, and then you hear from up ahead, Come on, guys, I'm up on the rooftop now. Is that what Axel would say? Or is that what like, a zombie who is eating Axel trying to get us to come up there would say? Ooh, come on, guys, there's brains, or I mean, stuff up here. All right, I trust it. <laughs> yeah, it sounds accurate. Cool, let's go, go on up. up. So you get on top of the roof, and what do you do? Uh, survey the area. 
survey the area. So as you look around, you see all of the plunder around you. Um, behind you from where you came before is obviously the housing district. But when you look ahead, you see, what do you see? So you see the food court, you see the mines, you see the communication relay off in the distance, you see the hospital even further along, and then also you see lots of little bodies walking beneath you, which are of course the people, question mark, that had been chasing you earlier. Can we get to the food court or the, the cafeteria from the rooftops, like you said? Uh, so Axel motions over. He says, there a lot of the buildings here are really close. We can jump across. The rooftop's going to be one block away if we shimmy down into a back alley. I have it blocked off. It's been safe for me these past couple of weeks. They can't, as long as there's not a lot of them, they can't break down your defenses. And also, I didn't really mention the creatures. I don't really know what you guys want to call them. Because like, Axel just calls them freaks. What do you want to call these creatures? Aw, that doesn't seem nice. Maybe that's why they're mad. Axel's been bullying them for weeks. He's just been mislabeling them this entire time. Are they ugly? Let's call them ugly. Uglies? Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Wow, that's even more so, hurtful. <laughs> so the uglies... I mean, we'll call them that. So the uglies are just kind of aimlessly wandering around. There are a few that have seen you, and they are just kind of... They're just fruitlessly attempting to claw their way up to you. They clearly are very scary. There's a lot of them, but they appear to have very poor coordination. It's almost childlike. Childlike. So we assume... Let's say a decrease in intelligence. That seems like a fair assumption. So Axel motions over to the food court and he says, hey, follow me. So then after that, he nimbly leaps across a couple of buildings. He goes on for a little bit. Then he finds a drain pipe and he shimmies down it and disappears from sight. Let's follow him. Let's do it. Okay, I don't really think you guys need to roll acrobatic checks. It's only like five feet between each house. Can you guys jump that? None of you are fat, are you? Wow. Only at heart. <laughs> Only at heart, great. Yeah, Mitch waddles over to the building, Excuse attempts to you. jump, and the building collapses. How's that? Uh, what's his name? Matthew McGregor is Yeah, what are your characters' names again? Let's go over boy. them quickly. Oh, man. Uh, Steve, <laughs> I think. Steve, okay. Yeah, it's been a couple of weeks since we recorded. That's probably yes. kind of obvious. Mm -hmm. So, oh, Steve, Chris, what's your character? I think it was Sam. Samuel. Sam. Was Sam. Okay. And then what was yours, Mitch? Uh, Matthew. Okay, so oh, and who's none the of you guys are to, fat. Who was the guy that got to live free and die? Oh, that was Captain Adams. Yeah, much better than live free yeah, or die. Yeah, he didn't put Why a seatbelt on. So you guys follow You guys follow Axel, and you go over to the drain pipe, and you look down, and you see this little makeshift shelter that Axel has made. You see that both sides are boarded up. There's cardboard to block vision of the monsters, or the uglies, rather. And you see... Um, you see a door that leads into the food court. It's like a back exit that you can go in. Okay. So like an entrance. Yeah, 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 sure. It's an exit, but you can go in the opposite way. Ooh, rule breaking. I like it. Let's do it. Okay, so you guys go inside the food court? Yeah, sure. Yeah. All right, let's do some reading. As you enter the food court of the plunder, you gaze around in wonder at all the various different types of restaurants and eateries located on the station. There's dry oats with water, room temperature soup, day-old bread, and my personal favorite, meat that you need to cook yourself. Off-World Minerals is a firm believer in the idea that good food is a wasted expense. I gotta poke a hole in this. Day-old bread? Has someone been cooking bread since these freaks took over? Yeah. Well, the bread <laughs> is several days old at this point. It's, um, def they could definitely be sued for, like, misleading naming at this point. Uh, it, how about at least day-old bread? At least Dale. Yeah, there's an asterisk at the very bottom. At Dale Bread. At least Dale Bread. So I'm thinking this bread's been out here for like three weeks. Can I use it as a weapon and like a brick? Good thinking. You want to go check out the Dale Bread store? I do want to go check out the bread. Okay. So you go over to the bread store and you see all kinds of bread. Poppernickel, wheat. Um, Popper that's nickel. all I know, I guess. Sourdough. Yeah. I would like a good sourdough. sourdough. Yeah, that was pumpernickel. <laughs> I don't know. I don't eat bread, man. Olive Garden breadsticks. Olive. Okay, there's some. <laughs> there's some like off-brand Costco version of Olive Garden. So there's like no. Yeah, it's just Olive Garden. Sure. Future. Future Olive Garden is <laughs> what it is. But it's really cheap. And hey, generic. is that copyright? Can that be in the podcast? <laughs> I hope so. Sponsor us <laughs> Olive Garden. So you go over to the bread. And do you want to pick it up? Uh, yeah, let's pick it up. Okay, so you pick up the bread, and this is a pretty sturdy boy. You feel like you could crack some skulls with this thing. Oh, you boy. You want to test it on anyone? 
Please not me. Uh, I think I'll just hold on to it for now. I'd like to stuff my pockets with as many oats as I can fill them with. As many oats. Okay, do you want some water as well? Nope. Okay, so you stuff your, I guess, jacket with flavorless oats. For insulation. For insulation, yes, good idea, good idea. Um, walking out of the bread area. Any signs of other survivors? Any, like, anything really? So you look around, and you see that one of the stores, well, actually, specifically what you see, you see that the food court is sort of like a mall, and it branches off into two other locations. You see a sign that says Entertainment Zone, and you see another place that says Movie Theater. And you also look over at the food court, and you see specifically at the restaurant meat that you need to cook yourself, you see that the door is slightly ajar, as if someone or something had been there in the past couple of weeks. I say we check out the meat. I'm concerned that this might be where everything started. Maybe. So Axel says, nah, man, remember what I said earlier? All this stuff started in the mines. Oh, that's right. I, I definitely remember that. Um, <laughs> it hasn't been like a month. Yeah, so what'd you say? You want to go check out the meat place? Yes. Okay, so you go over to meat that you have to cook yourself. And it is true to its name. You see bunches of piles of rotting meat now just sitting on the table and flies buzzing around it. And there's also a room that goes into the back of the restaurant. Hmm, I want to see where that room goes. Okay. All right. You go inside the room and you see a mummified corpse of a, what you assume was a survivor. They have a note clutched in their hands. And right below them is a plate of meat that they cooked themselves and a blowtorch that the man used to cook the meat as well. Classy. I'd like that blowtorch, please. You'd like that blowtorch? Yeah. Okay, you pick up the blowtorch. All right, add that to my inventory. There was also, you know, a letter in his hands, if you want to look at that. Oh, grab the uh, I can't read. Yep. Okay. Well, I can't read. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what do you guys do? I'm in the letter. You pick up the letter. It's really sad, actually. Um, it's a letter from his now-divorced wife saying that she's leaving him, taking the kids, but he can keep the meat business. And it seems like the man just continued reading that while he slowly died inside of this room. Oh man, that sounds uh, about right. That's pretty sad. At least he had some food, you know, and a blowtorch, so that's cool. He's got that going for him. Yeah, he's got that going for him. Or he had it going for him. <laughs> so does that cooked meat, is that still good? Um, You can try it if you want. You don't really know when this guy died, but judging by the flies, it was probably a while ago. As a medical practitioner, I would recommend not eating it. Doctors and their vaccines, I'm gonna have to eat one. Quacks, all of them. So, David, is your character officially an anti-vaxxer? Oh, God, no. <laughs> I also don't want to eat that meat. Okay. So, great. Hey, you Axel, don't eat the meat. I got you this freshly cooked um, pile of stuff. Axel politely declines the food. He's like, nah, bro. I'm more of a dry oats with water kind of guy myself. Mm, yeah, you do look like that kind of guy. <laughs> Are there any tools or anything nearby? The only tool you could see in the room was the blowtorch. And also the divorce papers, the wife sent her husband. That could be used as a tool, I guess. And the guy there is probably a tool, too, so, like... Yeah, it probably was a tool, wasn't yeah, it? <laughs> yeah, that's fair, that's fair. All right, should we go stock up on some more food before the next um, event happens? Yeah, that's probably a solid idea. Because I, I maybe want to go back and get some water, too. We'll probably need that. That would be nice. All right, let's go get some water. Okay, you exit the meat that you have to cook yourself restaurant, and you go back into the middle of the food court. Pile up some water in my pockets along with the unflavored oats. Obviously okay, so you go, over, you go over. <laughs> this is great. This is great. Clarify so, in a So at All World Minerals, you see what looks like a soda dispenser, but it just is room temperature water. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, so there's water, water, and water. Off-World Minerals believes in variety and choice for the consumer. I'm concerned about the consistent, the, uh, how long this has been stagnant. Eh, you're probably fine. I mean, you have a blowtorch now, right? Yeah, I could boil it, I guess. That's a good point. Does anyone have any containers to carry this in? I don't have anything to put this in. Uh, don't think I have anything. Sorry. Here, just hold your, cup your hands. <laughs> we'll just carry it around like that until we need it. <laughs> Okay, how about that, um, the, do we see any cups? Um, you don't see any, well, duh, yeah, of course you see cups, what am I saying? Yes, you see cups, you see cups. Lots of them. All very cheap and styrofoamy. Do they have lids? Uh, lids are an unnecessary expense, I'm afraid. Are there any coffee areas? Like, where you coffee get coffee areas. cups or thermoses or something? 
you look over past the water and you see watery coffee. That's another option. Watery coffee. Yeah, they mm. drink their coffee gray here on the plunder. Oh, <laughs> I can respect that. I'm so glad they're all dead. <laughs> I guess all I'll right. fill up a couple of these styrofoam cups with water and just tell everyone not to spill it. You fill up the cups with water. The water, it looks very uh, room temperature, but other than that, it seems fine. All right, no one spill this. Here you go. Okay, so does everyone take water from David? Yeah. Okay, great. All right, what else is there to explore around here? So the other restaurants, um, I believe, yeah, it was room temperature soup, uh, day old bread, which you already went to, and meat you need to cook, dry oats with water. That's all. So the only one you haven't been to yet is room temperature soup. Might as well check it out. Let's do it. Okay, you go to room temperature soup, where their slogan is, adequacy at its finest. And you go inside, and yep, that is soup for sure. It used to be room temperature, now it resembles, um room temperature sludge if you catch my drift it's been here a while i think i'm just gonna go back out and wait for them to be done that's probably a wise decision yeah uh, the soup is it in like a giant pot yeah it's in one of those giant cooking vats okay mm. okay okay i want to stand kind of away from it but close enough to touch it and i want to push it over Okay, you push it over, and to your horror, nothing comes out. Ugh. It's completely solidified. Mm -hmm. That's better than what I thought was going to happen, so all right. Yeah. <laughs> Is there anything else nearby that might be of use? Unless you want um, like some sort of terrible bowel disease, no. Well, I was interested in getting that. <laughs> Axel's like, oh, I was in the market for one. I mean, I was looking <laughs> to lose a few pounds, but now nah, I'll hold off. There's that would ways. definitely do it. Okay, so do you leave um, room temperature soup? Yeah. So you go back out into the center of the food court, and just to repeat, the two other areas you saw, branching off to the left and right, are locations called the Entertainment Zone and the Movie Theater. Hmm, I wonder what the difference is. Good question. Why don't we find out? <laughs> Who wants to go watch a movie? Let's do it. I do. All right, let's go see what movies they got going on. You saunter into the Plunder's only movie theater, just in time to see the thrilling finale of the blockbuster thriller Workplace Safety 3, Safe Another Day. How are they still running this? It's sponsored by Offworld Minerals. Like, they just, they just pay for it up front. Hmm. So, in the movie, rugged everyman Ryan Hemsworth gets the girl, the money, and the hover car, all because he followed the Offworld Minerals employee safety manual. Starting to catch a theme with this place and i'm not sure if i like it are they hiring are they hiring um there are applications i don't want to say that yeah so there are application forms in every room you've encountered so far i'd like to fill uh, one out which is kind of weird because you're kind of have to live there anyway so i feel like you'd work there already you know don't question it it's corporate it's corporate you know their ways are higher i'm gonna fill it out and attach my resume just in case oh you brought your resume with you of course so you brought your resume while you were working for another company. Look, you gotta be <laughs> hey, ready. gotta keep my options open, right? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Any given moment, a okay. job opportunity could propose itself, like right now. When the movie ends, a reminder pops up on screen that says, heroes don't question authority. And then the credits start to roll. And as they roll, a robo stewardess in the corner beeps and activates, and it whirs over to the party. It then looks up to you guys and asks if you want to give any feedback on the movie, because OFM cares about what its employees think. It also has a little application, little, like, kind of a receiving slot. It has a little receiving slot for applications if you want to send one. All right, I'll go ahead and submit one. So the little robot just goes like, beep, 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 beep. Thank you. And then it asks again what your thoughts were on the movie. It wants to know its it wants to know your feedback on the movie. And it a little questionnaire pops up on its display for you to write or type whatever you want about the movie. Axel, have you seen this before? Axel goes, oh my gosh. And he just walks back to the entrance. You get the feeling he has seen this quite a few times. Uh, I thought it was great. I, I enjoyed it. Um, I really like authority. Really? So that's what you put in? Yeah. Okay. Um, Chris, do you want to say anything or write a review? I'm going to walk back out with Axel. Okay, okay. what about you, Mitch? Hotter actors. Hotter actors. All right, the machine or the robot beeps again. Beep! Thank you so much for your input. And then you hear the whirring of like a printer. Goes like, brr, brr, brr. And outside, Mitch, for you and for you, David, you guys get two free coupons for extra work hours in the mines. 
Yeah, so Axel sees that and he comments. He says, yeah, we're only allowed a certain number of shifts. So if you watch this movie, it gives you extra work hours. Ugh. <laughs> so you guys have those coupons in case you want to get swinging at some point. Hmm. Stick that in my pocket then. Save it for later. All right, I guess we move on now, right? Yeah, let's go to the entertainment center. Yes, please. Let's just go to the entertainment center. <laughs> oh, you don't want to watch the next movie? There's another film? What I thought it was just this one on repeat. What, what is Yeah, this? it is just what this is? on repeat. Oh. I just thought you want to see it. <laughs> uh, I mean I'm playing I'm I'm playing are the reviews any better on this one than the first one this everyone agrees universally the second movie was the best hmm yeah that's but that, that's all that's in here <laughs> as far as you know hmm. all right so I'm gonna go see what's in the entertainment center maybe it's more entertaining yes. than this film yes oh that hurts that hurts the robot beeps sadly after you say that <laughs> beep oh okay you can come with us little robot beep you actually tell it that yeah Oh gosh, that's exciting. Okay, so the Bubba robot beeps happily. I guess we kind of need to be like Star Wars, get one of those cute marketable robot characters. Right, yeah. We gotta have a Make a plushie out of it. So the robot beeps and it says, thank you for your patronage. I shall assist you in, I guess, working at the mines like you're supposed to. Beep. And it just follows you. Cool, I'm getting a very big Hero 6 vibe from this guy. Okay, so you guys go to the entertainment zone? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay, and just oh, yeah. want to tell you guys one little thing quickly. So the robot, it's very tiny. It really only goes up to about your guys' knees, but it's on it's on treads. That's how it travels. So it's a little bit noisy. It's not loud, but it makes a little bit of noise. You notice that. Relatable. Relatable. Okay, great. You walk into the entertainment zone, and you are momentarily blinded by a bright flash of neon light. As your eyes adjust, you find yourself in a tacky purple and orange room with strobe lights spinning overhead and funky 80s music playing in the background. And of course, I'm talking about the 2380s. This is the future after all. The entertainment zone is where the citizens of Plunder would go to blow off some steam, and it appears to be a pretty happening place. I want to burn it down. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure how I like this. The robot beeps. Arsony is not allowed on the plunder. Please consider using I feel pronouns or verbs or adjectives instead to work off your anger. I feel like I want to burn this down. I feel Better. like this world would benefit from this place not existing anymore. I think you guys are missing the point. I for one accept okay. our new robot overlords. I for one. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, and obviously it's the future, so the music's abstract beyond belief. It's like, and people thought that was cool for whatever reason in the future. What in the past or the future, because it's retro. Technically this is the past, yeah. So you're like, oh, my grandparents listen to this stuff. Well, I'm glad we looked in here. I would like to, I guess I'll investigate the room. Is there anything of use in here? Okay. So you look around the entertainment zone and all around you, you make out several different activity stations that the OFM designed to help the citizens of Plunder stave off the boredom that comes from mining rocks for a living. Or at least, that was the original plan. The OFM, in its infinite wisdom, had decided that recreational activities were simply that. Recreational, and not beneficial to the bottom line. You see several empty rooms with signs in front of them that say, Coming soon. There does, however, appear to be one functional station called Zero-G Basketball. Interesting. Let's check that out. That's yeah, I'm interested in some zero-G tech here. So you walk inside, you go to the zero-G basketball court, and in front of you stands two massive basketball goals, both stretching at least 50 feet up into the air. To the sides near the bleachers, you see a rack of shoes with a sign overhead saying anti-grav sports shoes. And back near the door, you see a panel that controls the gravity strength of the room. On the opposite side of the court, you see a locker room with a small pool of blood in front of it. Or maybe it's just ketchup. So at this point, I want you guys to roll me a perception check. Will you guys roll your dice or flip your coins? Give me a second. Uh, yeah, okay, I got my dice. Four. Four? Okay. What about you other guys? One. One, okay. One. One, okay. So David and Matt, or Mitch, I guess you guys just stare at a wall for a second stupidly. And Chris, when you open the door to the court, you just barely are able to make out some sort of figure sprinting off into the locker rooms once they hear you come in. Hmm, interesting. I'm going to go ahead. I have an idea. May not turn out too well, but it might work. I'm going to go try on these shoes. Ooh, okay. So you go over to the, it's basically a shoe rack, but from the future. And you see there's, you see there's like three or four pairs 
of shoes there, which are these really tacky bright orange shoes. And you see these giant pads on the bottom that are where the anti-gravity booster things work. I'm gonna try to put them on. Okay. So you put on the shoes and you notice they feel a little bit weirder than you think they would have. Um, they don't they don't feel quite right on your feet for whatever reason. Okay. Um, next, I'm going to motion to my good old friends, um, Matthew and whatever the other guy's name is, um, over to the locker room. Blood looks interesting. And if someone's sprinting away from us, they're not hostile. So Yeah, but you're the only one who noticed that. I Mitch and that. David have no clue. Well, I'm or going Axel. to tell them that I think I saw someone. Oh, well, let me grab some of those shoes and let's go. Okay, do you guys both put on the shoes? I would like to. Okay, so David, you put on the shoes as well, and they feel really weird for you as well. Are they my size? Um, they fit you, but something just feels off about them. Do you put on the shoes as well, Mitch? Investigate the shoes real quick, since I'm an engineer. Okay, so you look at the shoes, you see that for whatever reason, the absorption gel that absorbs the impact of when you, you know, jump 50 feet in the air, has been torn out of these shoes. Hmm. So what that means is you can still jump really high... But unless you have some sort of cushion, you're going to feel the 50 feet you jump in the air if you catch my drift. Yeah, guys, these shoes, you're going to go splat. Oh, well, that's good to know. And I take mine off. I'm also going to take mine off, but I'm going to keep them with me. They could come in handy. Sure, yeah. And uh, I'm going to cheat a little bit just because it's been a month. But Mitch, if you remember, aren't you wearing something kind of absorption-y? Am I? Uh, yeah, I remember you're like wearing that shock absorption clothing. Oh, yeah, 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 my rubber. Yeah, so I'll, I'll just leave that there for you to think about. Okay, should I play dumb or? <laughs> up to you, up to you. You would know about, you know, your shock absorption rubber because you're wearing it. So I'll just, I'll just leave that there for you. All right, do I'm going to look at the shoes and just toss them behind me and be like, eh, whatever. <laughs> okay, you do that. And what did you say you guys want to do next? I don't know, should we go find that guy who's running away from us? Yeah, probably. Alright, so he headed towards... Well, Chris can tell you that he was heading towards the locker room. Key, did you just assume, JB? Oh, excuse me. You saw they were heading towards the locker room. There you go. Thank you. I'm so sorry. Alright, well, let's uh, go look at the locker room near the blood. Alright, do you step through the blood or do you walk around it? I'm going to have to take a big step over it. Okay, I think I'm going to take a big step into <laughs> Like, hey, they don't need it anymore. <laughs> so you enter into the locker room and find a man who appears to be in his late 30s, cowering on the floor and sniveling in fear. As soon as he spots you, his eyes go wide and he begins to plead for his life. Oh, please don't hurt me. I don't taste good monsters. Mm. Is this a German guy? I'm going to find the know. closest thing I can to stab him for that accent. All right, I'm going to say, well, let you live if you just give, tell us. Um, well, I have nothing to go to threaten over. If you give us okay, all your so food. Axel... <laughs> mm, We're going to pump not... you up. Oh, a fellow fitness fan, I see. So the man opens his eyes and he sees your people. So he breathes a sigh of relief. He's like, oh, thank goodness. I thought you were monsters. And he picks himself up. And Axel says, oh, this guy is the survivor. Ugh. And then the guy says, good to see you too, Axel. Mm -hmm. I'd like to ask his country of origin. Country of origin? Um, German solar system? <laughs> okay. <laughs> the German system, yes. It's the a sect of space. Was there like a whole space World War II thing where they took over a system or how'd that happen? Yeah, it's a podcast for another time. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. Just curious. Okay, so the guy, or I guess, what do you guys do now? You know this guy? Uh, Axel, once again, kind of sighs, like, his name's Klaus von Schrudel, and he, he's, he works, he's a janitor here, okay? And everyone kind of steers clear of him for obvious reasons. And then Klaus perks up and says, they just don't like me for whatever reason. Mm. I wonder why. Hey, mm. Klaus. Yeah, it's a mystery. Mm. Klaus. Do you know where the yeah. tools are? The tools. The you tools. Know. Looks like we got four right here. <laughs> I'm just going to mute myself while I cry. I feel like German. You can't have Deutsch sprechen. Yeah. Mm, no habla espanol. <laughs> <laughs> you get the feeling after that that Klaus is faking his accent for some reason. 
because the game master doesn't know German. <laughs> uh, shame. <laughs> it's like, uh, guten tag? I'm not sure what to do with this guy. Uh, do we Axel, want him to be a survivor? Do we live? Do we leave him alive, or do we use him as bait for those creatures? You talking to Axel? I'm yeah, heavily I'm debating Axel. that. Okay, so Axel kind of sighs this. He's like, man, well, he's like, let's do um important character huddle quickly. He's like, hold on a second, Klaus. Mm. And he waits for you guys. So you guys join Axel in his huddle? Sure. Sure, yeah. Okay, so Axel says, all right, listen. So this guy is a total lame-o, and I totally understand if you want to ditch him, but he is a janitor here, so he might know some secret entrances that I may not know about. Up to you guys. I, I don't really care either way. What's he know about Bleach and fighting crime? What's he know about Bleach? Oh, fighting crime. <laughs> That's a podcast for another time. <laughs> and Axel's like, what's a podcast? Why did I just say that? Yeah. <laughs> what's a podcast? What's a podcast? <laughs> I say we we let him live. Let him, okay, okay, sure. Just, we'll, we'll, let's look for some earplugs or something, okay? This guy's going to drive me crazy. All right. Klaus, was it? Mm-hmm. Do you know a way out of here that might get us to, uh, what are we getting to again? The turret control? Is that it? Uh, yes, we're going to turret, and then... And then, the, yeah, turret's more important than the signal thing, right? Yeah. All yeah. right. Klaus, do you know a quick way to the turret? Have you tried walking over there? Mm. Sure, you I first. I swear I will leave you to those things. <laughs> okay, can I do a check for anything sharp or blunt in this room? Well, this sure. class is pretty blunt, I think. Okay, um, roll and check for something. Don't have to roll. I will give you the bread. I go outside, grab the boots, and start beating I... up with them. <laughs> uh, one. I got a one again. A one? Okay, so you notice, um, you look at you and your friends, and you're like, yeah, we're pretty sharp. Yeah, we're sharp. And that's all you see. Hey, Klaus. What do you know about yeah. those sabotage boots out there? Oh yeah. Um, I did that. I I don't like I I like gel padding for some reason. So and, no, and no, that guy no, that's a, dead there, out there is no. I have I have a real reason for that. I have a real reason. I'm sorry. So what he says is that gel is a combustible, and he's been using it to cook some of his food that he has because he's been too scared to leave the room. Hmm. And that guy died out there trying to use those shoes. Um. He says that pool of blood was there before he got there. Hmm. My immersion's being broken. I lost the accent. Oh, it was there before I got there. Oh, how's that? Better. I'm immersed. <laughs> All right. Well, let's, um, sure. Let's try walking there, I guess. Let's try walking there. Yeah. So you guys walk out of the locker room then? Um, yes. But one quick question. Do you have any more of the gel left? Do you have any more of the gel? Oh, actually, Klaus does. So he's like, here you go, I have a little bit left. I was going to um, cook some of my meat that I have to cook myself, but you can have it because we're new friends. So he's able to pull out one gel soul that he had remaining, and he gives it to you. Friends is a strong word for what you are to us, buddy. Ooh, best friends, goody! Drop it. Matthew just, just, just drop it. Matthew just face palms and just walks away. This is away. my new favorite like, character. No. Nope. Nope. <laughs> I've created a monster. <laughs> and you like it. And I love it. <laughs> and I'm going to go ahead and take that one soul and uh, put it in the shoe. Okay, you now have a fully functional anti-gravity shoe. That you know of. It's untested. Yeah, that you know of. Well, I'm going to trust it and put them back on. Okay, so do you put on one shoe or two shoes? I'm putting on two shoes. I know one's only going to work, but, you know, I, I still have some dignity. Okay, out of curiosity, uh, which foot do you put it in? Right. Your right foot, okay. Awesome. Very clever. I didn't think about doing that to the shoes, guys. Nice work. All right, so do you guys leave the uh, locker room? Can we see, do we see any, like, where he's actually burning this stuff for food? Do we actually see that, or did he just... Yeah, at the very back, um, in one of the showers, you can see, like, he's kind of hollowed out a little area where he has, like, all these remains of, like food wrappings and you see like some burnt clothing as well like you figure maybe he burnt some clothes to help start the fire as well to like continue fueling it for fuel or is he eating um that's a good question why don't you ask him i don't know if i want to okay <laughs> <laughs> i'm kind of done with this guy <laughs> <laughs> but klaus is the best he's your best friend guys if I had a mm. knife, I would literally stab it through his throat and watch the blood go out all over my hands and laugh. That's Gosh. aggressive. I like Klaus. Yeah, that's a microaggression. Watch your privilege. Actually, that's a macroaggression. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> but I mean... I'd like your definition of macro if that was a micro. 
I would do yeah. it with love and compassion so that he wouldn't die e- eaten or, you know, get uh, a mercy killing. Okay. All right. I don't yeah. know. I would like to leave the locker room. Okay. Everyone follow him? Yeah. Yeah. You exit the locker room with Klaus, correct? Oh, and yeah. Axel and a robot. With Klaus that. and Axel and the robot. Do you want to name the robot, by the way? Hmm. Oh, um. GLaDOS. GLaDOS. <laughs> <laughs> or BB88. Not copyright. No, let's name her Evie. Evie, okay. Okay, so mm-hmm. Evie the robot. So you guys, Klaus, Axel, and Evie exit the locker room, and a shadow falls across the entrance of the Zero-G basketball court. Two men and one woman wearing shorts and jerseys stumble into the room. They appear lost and disoriented. Are they wearing the shoes? Are they wearing the shoes? Good question. No, they're wearing, um, I've actually noticed they're barefoot. That's very interesting. All right. You guys want to play a quick pickup round? Do you say that? Yeah. Okay. Oh my so, god. Before he even did a chance to, I'm sprinting over the gravity controls. The gravity Okay. So That's when fair. they see you, they snap over to you and they smile. And you look at their chompers and you see they're jet black. And they just stare at you and they are not breaking eye contact. And Chris, you said you start sprinting over towards them? I sprint towards the gravity controls. Okay, so the gravity controls are right at the side of the room they walked into. And it's very funny you mention that, because once they see you running, they start running towards you. And they're in the door together, so they're kind of shoving each other out of the way. And one of them actually falls and smashes the gravity control panel you were just running to. Wonderful. Yeah, so sparks begin shooting out of the machine, and you immediately begin to feel a sense of weightlessness as the gravity in the room is disabled and everything that wasn't nailed to the floor begins to float up into the air. I'm a jump. Okay, so you're currently just kind of in the middle of the room floating aimlessly. You can't really, there's nothing to really push yourself off of. Uh, so we're all in zero G? Just, yeah, so okay. if you if you look over at the um, uglies, I guess, you can see them just helplessly cartwheeling through the air, fruitlessly <laughs> trying to reach you guys. So if we turn it back off, the only person who would survive is Chris, who has the shoe on, right? Well. You guys would get pretty banged up, I'm sure. Like, you're, like, 30 or 40 feet in the air at this point. You're just kind of hovering in the middle of the room. Hmm. Well, we this is, I guess, better. Like, swim? You can try right. to swim. I'm going to pull out my blowtorch and use it as thrust. Hey, I was hoping one of you would do that. Hey, so it's, like, Wally. Wait, okay, so Steve, you... grab my hand. <laughs> yeah, you guys were near each other, so you guys could, like, form a little chain, like an Ender's game, if you want to do that. Sure, yeah. I love that you said Ender's game. <laughs> I love Ender's Game. The book Such specifically, book. not the movie. I had a feeling that's where the idea of the room came Fantastic. from. Fantastic. The book <laughs> yeah. was so dark. Oh, yeah, Such it was. Good, it was oh, so good, though. I love dark. Oh. <laughs> uh, anyways. Okay, so what were you doing, David? Um, I don't know. What is our destination? Are we just trying to get out of the room? That's up to you guys. I think we should just let get down to the controls and then shut them off so these guys come crashing down. So the controls have been absolutely shattered at this point. You can't do anything with them. Oh, then we can just leave the room. They're fine. So let's blow torch towards the door. Okay. <laughs> so I want you to roll me a performance check to see how you do. And David's the only one with the blowtorch, right? So he's kind of the captain of this. Are you guys hanging on? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You got this. I got a four. You got a four. Okay. So the monsters or the uglies have kind of formed a chain of three and you got to navigate through all three of them. So you sail past the first one as it tries to grab you and misses. You're at the second. <laughs> Roll again. Mm, 13. 13. Okay. So one of the monsters is able to latch on to, I guess, whoever's last in the group. Um, which of you three is the last one in your Klaus. chain? Klaus. <laughs> Klaus. <laughs> okay, so Klaus rolls to see if the monster hits him. One of you roll for him, please. It's a four. It's a four? Okay, so the monster lunges for Klaus, and Klaus is like, not today, mm, and kind of backhands him away, and the monster just anti-gravity kind of just goes reeling. But as you know, with every reaction, there's an opposite reaction, so he kind of sends you guys tumbling a little bit from the force of that mm-hmm. right into the third monster, unfortunately. Yeah, Klaus. Yeah, Klaus is like, oops. So the third monster is actually right on a bear hug with Mitch. And he's looking at him pretty hungrily. You guys have one chance to react before he does something. Oh, no, this is the lady monster. I turned the the blowtorch at his face. You turned the blowtorch, but Mitch is like, (laughs) so the way it is, (laughs) Mitch is in front and the monster is behind grabbing him. Like, sorry, Mitch, time to take one for the team. Is there a way where I can headbutt it? I want to hit it with some bread. Yeah, you can headbutt it if you want. Yeah, can I headbutt it? 
Yeah, so you headbutt the monster, and you're actually very surprised by how easily its head gives way. So, you're kind of looking up at the sky, and as your head goes back, suddenly your eyes go dark as you're like covered in black ooze as its skull caves in on you. Yeah. And what's uh, creepier about it is that the ooze is wiggling around angrily like you've destroyed it. Oh gosh, it. I'm gonna use my free hand to wipe it off. Okay, so Mitch goes like, and starts screaming and wiping no, it off. No, no, I keep my mouth closed. I keep, keep your mouth, my that's mouth a good closed. Idea. Okay, so Mitch, you try to wipe it off. Let's roll, see how you do. I got a six. Let's see. Wow, okay. So you're able to wipe it off. Um, there's still some on your rubber glove on your hand just kind of squirming angrily at you. Wipe it on, Klaus. Uh, okay, I'm going to do something I'm going to probably going to regret. I'm going to try and take my rubber glove and just throw it off at Klaus, the one that has the wiggling thing on it. Oh, gosh. Okay. So was your rubber outfit a bodysuit or was it individual pieces? So it it's two pairs of gloves. Um, okay, okay, cool. Wait, that's fine. Where did I, I have a, I have rubber gloves, soles, and then uh, like a uh, sleeveless undersuit. So you take off the glove and you throw it at Klaus? Yes. Okay, so Klaus goes like, as the glove gets on him. And what do you roll for Klaus to see if he's able to get it off? Nine. Nine, okay. So Klaus is eventually able to get the glove off of him. But he takes one damage as the monster kind of like, the ooze kind of like burns his hand a little bit as it tries to attach to him. But he's able to shake it off. Blowtorching to the door. Okay, so you continue blowtorching towards the door. And you look up and you see the three um, uglies just kind of, a, just a, trying to cartwheel over to you. And they are obviously incredibly unsuccessful at it. Cool. And you're well, able to grab no onto the, yeah, and you're able to grab your hand onto the edge of the door. Cool. All right. Let's pull, yank ourselves out of here. Okay. So you yank yourself out of the room and you all kind of clumsily crash to the ground as the gravity is restored around you. Yeah. Good job, guys. <laughs> that could have been dicey. Uh, I was like, especially well, scared for you, Mitch. I feel like, oh, I headbutt it. Like, oh my gosh. Well, I figured if I did it right, it would have either lost its balance or I would have disoriented it. Yeah, I mean, it worked out. It worked out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Klaus, I lost Klaus gloves, isn't too but... happy, but you guys are fine. I don't care about Klaus. I was hoping my glove would kill him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Klaus is one of our teammates. My priority is keeping him alive. <laughs> yeah, Klaus actually turns to you and says, Oh, best friend, I don't think you realized you hit me, but I forgive you. That's okay. <laughs> Oh, best friend, I hit you. I am so sorry. I promise next time I will do better. It's okay. You would just get me a Wiener schnitzel when this is done. Vaguely, <laughs> mm -hmm. there, I'm trying to say it. I'll do better next time. Are you <laughs> yeah. actually gonna try hard to hit him, or? <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> I'm glad someone caught. <laughs> do you? Did any of you guys ever watch the Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy? Mm -hmm. Oh my God! Yes. Yeah. So there was this one episode where Mandy's like, I missed you. And then she pulls out a gun, but my aim's improved. <laughs> you just made me think of that, Mitch. <laughs> oh, I'm glad. That's kind of what I was going for. Thank you. Oh, Thank that was you. good. That was good. But you can see that Klaus isn't really the brightest guy in the world. So he totally thinks you're like, I'll try harder not to hit my best friend next time. That's what he thinks. So he like smiles stupidly. <laughs> well, I'm going to smile back, but it's going to be like one of those uh... pained smiles. Yeah, kind of just like you're like kind of gritting your teeth. You're like, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you guys are out. You are back in the entertainment zone. What do you do next? Find something as a weapon. So you look around the entertainment zone and you obviously see all those rooms which are saying like empty and coming soon. But you see a bunch of like scrap wood and a couple power drills and stuff lying around. Power drills? Yeah, so like they can build the buildings and stuff. I'm trying to think if that'd be useful or not for rebuilding the ship. Um, you would be able to tell as you're the engineer, right, Mitch? Yeah, I'm the engineer. Okay, so you can see that you can see most of these are just kind of like standard civilian grade for building like basic wooden or metal structures. You don't really see anything that would help with the ship specifically. Okay, I will grab a plank of wood though, so I can use it to bash their heads in since they seem to cave in pretty easily. Good idea. What kind of wood do you pick up? Oh, Fossil wood, wood? Mahogany? What are we talking? Ooh. Ooh. I would suggest a pine because it's sturdy enough to cave in a head, but it's light enough that it's not as heavy as a hardwood. Mm, Sounds like I you like have some wood. experience with okay, this. Okay, okay, okay. I like that. Oh, wait. Do they have any bamboo here? 
That's also a they good choice. They do. I already this, um, bamboo. Yeah, you go to the unfinished meditation center, and there was some bamboo. <laughs> there was some bamboo stuff they're trying to make, and you pick up a. I guess you'd call it a shaft of bamboo, right? Uh, sure. You now have a bamboo reed or a bamboo plank, whatever. Uh, you is there a nail gun? Because I want that. Is there a nail gun? Um, you do spot a nail gun, but you see the battery is kind of low because it's been a couple of weeks since it's been charged. But it can still work for a little bit. Hmm. I'll take it. Klaus, this has your name on it. <laughs> I thought Klaus had a moth or something. A moth? Yeah, Klaus, Klaus goes and picks up... What does Klaus pick up? He picks up a bandana that one of the foremen left behind. He puts it on. He's like, mmm, very stylish. Yeah. So Axel looks back to you guys. He's like, darn it, that does look really stylish. Anything else in the area? Um, that is all that you're able to see. Okay. Can we tell if we're being followed by either by another group of the uglies? Good question. So you obviously did make a lot of noise in that room. If you stop, actually roll for me, please, um, to see if you can hear anything. Four. Ten. Four. Okay. Ten. Nice. So three. Three. Okay. So Chris, you can hear Klaus humming contentedly to himself as he admires this new bandana. <laughs> Wonderful. And for the other two, um, back in the entertainment zone or in the zero G basketball court, you can hear snarls and you can see like occasionally a head peeks out as the monsters helplessly cartwheel trying to reach you. But you get the feeling they're not getting out of there for a long time. And as you listen again, you hear, you actually hear kind of a wet plop, wet plopping sound um, back in the uh, food court. You kind of hear like plop, plop, it's the soup. plop. Maybe, maybe. Oh, no. Hey, is there any insulation nearby in this construction area? Um, yeah, there's a bit of insulation. Can I go ahead and stuff that on the tracks of this little robot? That's a good idea. Oh, yes. You can totally so, much noise. so you pick up the robot and the ro robot goes, it's against company policy to interfere with employee product or employee um, material or equipment. I reply that I have a work order. You just applied to work here. You don't have a work order. Hmm. It's in my Sassy other robot. car. Other car. Oh, oh, okay, then. We'll get that later, and it beats yeah. happily. All right, that works. Good. So you trick it out with some foam or insulation, and it starts whirring around, and it's as quiet as death. Spooky. Foreshadowing? Question mark. Anyways, yeah, your robot is now tricked out in stealth mode, so that's good. Awesome. Who wants to go investigate that plop noise? <laughs> Axel, you collect the type. Axel? <laughs> Axel says, nah, dog, that's above my pay grade. When was the last time you got paid? Axel, he's like the meme where he lifts up his hand to speak, and he's like... <gasps> Mm. <laughs> All of a sudden you hear, oh, I'll investigate. I'm good at being quiet. Mm. Okay, and go ahead. You look behind you and see Klaus loudly jumping up and down, raising his hand. All right, we pick you. Go out there and look. Okay, so Klaus takes a step forward and he says, oh, yeah, I forgot. I'm terrified of monsters. Never mind. Mm. Say, <laughs> don't away. worry, it's not a monster. Oh, it's not? Yeah. Oh, then what is it? Uh, I left something in the oven. Uh, I'm making a cake for you. Oh, goody! Uh, it's a schnitzel cake. Okay, so then Klaus sprints out yelling, Oh, I'm here for my cake! Ooh! <laughs> then you hear silence for a second. The plopping noise stops. Then suddenly you hear, Plop, 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 plop. <laughs> and about three seconds later, you hear, Ooh! As Klaus right, sprints back the into way. the room. <laughs> as Klaus sprints back into the room where you guys are. Okay, you have one turn to you have one turn to prepare for whatever's about to happen. <laughs> Klaus, what was it? <laughs> and that's how you get out of him oh as he God. sprints into the corner. So actually, he starts sprinting back to the Zero-G room. But then when he does, one of the monster heads pop down. He's like, <laughs> and he runs back to you guys again. Oh, he just oh cowers behind. Oh, he cowers behind you, Chris, actually. He probably can tell you have one extra hit point, so you're a bigger meat shield. Oh, thanks. Yeah. All right, so... um. I'm gonna prepare my bread. Okay, okay. your bread light, chucks. Light the blowtorch. Light the blowtorch, okay. Is there anything nearby that I can see to throw? Um, there's a bunch of bossel wood and bamboo sitting around. All right. Wait, can we I'm use gonna... a nail gun to board up the door? You no, could try. That, that would be a good idea too, I guess. Oh yeah, we could do that. Or we could shoot it with the nail gun. What, what does everyone else think is best? We could try to do the boarding up, but I I'm feel just gonna like throw him into the nail gun and let him decide. Here you go. You're throwing me the nail gun? Yeah, because you don't have anything else to fight with anyway. So whatever you want to do with I, it is your decision. I I have the bamboo. <laughs> Ooh, watch out! 
<laughs> Fine. All right, guys. Okay, actually, I want to say something. So, Mitch, after you say that, Klaus is like, "Oh, good point. You have bamboo." Then he moves from Chris and hides behind you instead. <laughs> mm, there you go. Yeah. So Resist. Klaus believes in you, Mitch. You got this. Resist temptation to turn around and staple him in the face. It's a nail can. <laughs> Who would kill him? Yeah. All right. Oh, it would. Oh, anyways. Um. All right. I'm gonna look at. Uh, where are your names? Samuel and Steve, and be like, hey, help me try and board this uh, doorway up. Okay. Sure. Okay. So you guys run up to the door and close it. And right as you do, you hear like thud as a giant force rams into the door. But there's three beefy boys, and you're able to keep it in place. And you start to board up the door as the force outside keeps pounding against it. Now, I want you guys to do a, um, I guess, a boarding check, okay? Who's got the hammer or nail gun? You have the bread? <laughs> yeah, who's got the bread gun? <laughs> well, you could use the bread as the hammer, that's for sure. But you also have a nail gun, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have the nail gun. Okay, so Mitch, I want you to roll a nail gun check. <laughs> Two. Two. Okay, that works. So uh, you yell, keep it down out there. And you're able to board up the door. And you keep hearing thud, thud, thud. But your wooden planks hold and the thing is not able to get in. All right, now we got to find another way out of here. <laughs> There's no maps or anything on the walls, are there? Like a you are here kind of thing? Um, there are like, there's obviously a map showing all the different entertainment zones you can go to. And you see an exit, um, you see an exit door <laughs> located. <laughs> this is so funny. You see an exit door located in the zero G basketball room. All right guys, this has been fun. This has been great, but I think we don't have any other choices here. Let's kill Klaus. <laughs> what, and eat him? No, we use him as a distri- we push him into the guys in the zero-g room so we can get out. Gosh. <laughs> okay, so Klaus is like, wait, why don't we why don't we discuss this as a group first? Sorry, we, we're only going to discuss it in German. Oh, I hate him yeah, so Yeah, I don't much. know if there's a lot of exit. I guess we just have to fight this thing, right? Um, that is up to you guys. And um, actually, while you're question. sitting there pot- Yeah, go ahead. Um, is there anything on the ceiling? Vents? Grates? Lights? Anything? You see a glass ceiling far, far above you, which Ooh, maybe you could reach. Ceiling. And I just, I wanted to add, by the way, I'm sorry. As you're debating this, you hear the, you know, bashing against the door stop. And you look back at the door and you see black ooze beginning to squeeze through the cracks in your makeshift barrier. Mm. It's going kind of slowly, but, you know, you feel like you got maybe like a minute, two minutes at most before whatever's over there gets over to you. Hey, Axel, any ideas on how to get out of here? Um, so Axel... Axel looks at you annoyedly because you're asking the game master for help, and then he says, Hmm, well, we do have some anti-gravity boots, right? We could probably use that to jump out. Just one, but I hope it works for all of us. <laughs> Let's hope. At this point, can I, I'm actually going to jump up to the glass ceiling and see if I can't break it as I go up. Okay, you go up, and guess what? Offworld Minerals built this building, so you see it's very cheap glass. Wonderful. You honestly, when you tap against it, you almost feel like you broke it already. All right, I hold Klaus over my head, and I tell him to go ahead and break it. <laughs> you tell Klaus to break it or Chris to break it? No, Chris, you can go break it. I'm just going to hold Klaus <laughs> over my head as a glass. Like, do it, Klaus. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to break it with the bread. Let's break, break it. Okay. this bread. Let's break this bread. Okay, so you bash it with the bread, and it gives, like, warm butter beneath your bread. And little shards of glass rain down. Um, You're okay, um, Chris. But beneath you, you're like, ow, ow, ow. There's <laughs> <laughs> little pieces of glass pelt up. Oh, Klaus. Oh. <laughs> and then Klaus looks to you, David. It's like, it's your turn to be the umbrella man. Mm. Now, now get us the rest out of here. So at this point, Axel says, I may have a suggestion. So he pulls up his shirt and you see a toolkit beneath them. And he pulls Ooh, out what looks like. Axel, I want to see that. Sorry, what? So he pulls up his shirt and he's got like a toolkit. Yeah. Yeah, don't put that away. Put your shirt back down. Okay, okay. <laughs> Wait a minute. Okay. Wait a minute. He has a toolkit on him? Yeah. So, like, I, Axel, you know, he's like, now's not really the time for this, but I kind of worked in the um, maintenance division here, so I kind of am pretty good with tools. Axel? If it's about the door barricade, I thought you guys were doing great. Didn't want to disturb you. <laughs> I asked you where the tools were before, and you said you had no idea. Man, these are my tools, dude. I spent a lot of money on these. You know, they don't even they don't even furnish us here. We have to buy our own tools. And while Axel's ranting, you see the black ooze coming further. Oh, Axel, not the time. Get us out of here. Okay. Your so, your shirt. 
Okay, so Axel untucks his shirt and you see his chiseled body and you're all momentarily distracted. Even the monsters, you see they go, ooh, as they swing by in the anti-grav section. <laughs> okay, and he pulls out what looks like a lasso almost, or he pulls out a nub and he clicks it on and this huge kind of like red lasso kind of like pops out of the end and it's like whirring with energy. And he says, you know, this is only supposed to be used on metal structures to hold stuff together. But at this point, we can probably group us together like a bunch, like a pack of wood or something. So everyone get in a group quickly. Okay, we all huddle. Okay. I'm yeah, pretty so sure I'm still on the ceiling, aren't I? No one can get up there without you, so <laughs> it's your choice. Yeah, I guess I'm with the group. I'll drop back down. Okay. Okay, so uh, what foot do you land on? The right, of course. Good. It's like, I step on my left. You instantly feel every bone in the left side of your body shatter. <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing at that. Okay, so Axel... Monster. So Axel pulls out this lasso, and in case it wasn't clear, this is something that's used to tether the steel beams together to, like, move equipment. It's just kind of futuristic. It's like, basically, it's made of hard light, so you can use it and extend it as a piece of rope however far you want it to go, essentially. Yeah, so you guys tie, Axel ties you guys together, and it feels a little bit warm on your body, but other than that, you're fine. So you're all packed together like a bunch of sardines. Mm -hmm. And at this point, the blob is entirely in the room with you, and it's slowly taking the shape of someone or something. Um, if we're all together, we can just jump to the ceiling. Let's if you want to, sure. Let's try it. Okay. So you jump up with the anti-gravity boot, and it doesn't go quite as high as you wanted it to go because there's so many people, and you're just barely able to get your hand right around the rung of the window. Um, so Chris, you are currently supporting everyone. Did you bring the robot with you, by the way? Oh yeah. Yeah. So good luck, Chris. Um, roll me a strength check. <laughs> Two. Two, okay, good, thank goodness. <laughs> yeah, thank God. If anything, okay. we can just shed the extra weight. Ooh, we can drop who's class. the extra weight? So yeah, so Klaus <laughs> looks over to Axel, it's like, ooh, tough luck, Axel. <laughs> but okay, so Chris, you're able to hold on, and Mitch and Chris, um, after a moment of confusion, you're able to get up, and you're all able to work together and pull yourself up, except for Klaus, obviously. He's just like, ooh, I'm afraid of heights. <laughs> As, you know, you guys lift yourself up and make it onto the rooftop. Yay! That was we very live. impressive, guys. That was very impressive. Wow. I'm so glad you had that anti-gravity boot with you. <laughs> yeah, do you think we weren't going to make it? I wasn't sure what you were going to do. I was like, oh, crud. They're in a bad situation, aren't they? Class really came and saved us the day. I loved how you're like, I want class to go yell in the other room. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you guys are on top of the roof. You're all panting heavily. And, uh, you know, Eva or whatever is like, you look down? I want to see what was chasing us. Okay, so you look down, and the ooze, the ooze thing has formed back into what would loosely be described as a person or persons. For whatever reason, when, it, when this thing formed back, it took the shape of multiple human bodies. So you see a head on the top, you see a torso sticking out from the side, and three pairs of legs beneath it. And you see all these heads and arms staring up at you, clawing fruitlessly trying to reach you. <laughs> I'm gonna throw my bread at You're gonna throw your bread Okay, so um, the bread makes a resounding whack. It completely, like, it's a rock, and you're throwing it from, like, 80 feet in the air. Yeah. So it completely caves in the head. It kind of flails around helplessly for a second, but after about maybe, like, 20 seconds, the head slowly starts forming back, and eventually it just starts staring up at you again, trying to, like, reach you. But it obviously can't. All right, worth it. Worth it. <laughs> We now know that this thing will not be stopped using conventional means. Yeah, blunt force does not seem to work. No, it does mm. not. We haven't tried fire. We have not oh. tried fire. Or you have not tried fire. Oh, by the way, when Klaus sees you throw the bread, he's like, mm, I was going to eat that. Mm. Can I throw Klaus at it? <laughs> <laughs> That's up to you. Please. No, we need him for comedic effect. <sighs> Fair enough. <laughs> All right, so how close is the... Um, turret controls. Okay, so you're actually, the entertainment zone was a very tall building, so you actually get a good view of pretty much the entire plunder colony. The only thing higher than you is the communication relay and the orbital space debris cannon. And you see that the, the laser is still a pretty good distance off, but you see the communication relay is literally just one or two blocks away from where you're standing right now. Hmm. Seems plot convenient. Oh, you better believe it is.
What is up, everyone? Thank you so much for listening to our second episode of Failure to Launch. We had a wonderful time making this episode, and we hope you guys enjoyed it as well. I just wanted to do the obligatory creator thing where I say, make sure you like the video, make sure you subscribe, five-star review if it's on iTunes, yada, yada, yada. If you want to see more of the show, then we got to keep growing, and the way we grow is with your guys and gals' help, because we can't do it without you. This is a joint venture. Anyways, I just want to say thank you again. We really hope you enjoyed yourselves, and I will see you all next week when we get into episode three. See you later!